Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 89 of the Holding Court Podcast. Today, we'll talk about my quest to visit all 30 major league ballparks. We'll recap the latest road trip to the Midwest, including my trip to the Field of Dreams game. All coming up right now on Holding Court. Welcome back to the studio. It feels so good to be back. So uh, remember how I brought up before that you listened to every podcast episode. Did you listen to last week's episode with Kita? I'm honestly, I haven't listened to like our last like eight episodes. Okay. Is it, did something change for you? No, I just haven't listened. I'm starting to dive into like fantasy football stuff and I'm listening to like fantasy football podcasts and like trying to prepare for this draft. Okay. Well, last year we did have Matthew Barry on here. So maybe I get another fantasy football expert other than myself to come on here (laughs) and offer some insight. Wait, did I win the league last year? No. Who won? Actually, I don't even remember. I think I won. Uh, Pretty sure I won. Why do I not remember who won last year? Because I won. I don't know if you won. I'll find out. Anyways, welcome back to the studio. Thank you. AKA our dining room. It's, it's it's a nice studio. It is. It's nice and quiet. We have had a busy couple of weeks and we're about to hit the road again. It's been really busy. For, yeah. A I lot's like going on with the foundation. I've just been cranking out interviews just pimping out this Turner trot left and right. <laughs> You've been doing the same, just running all over town, running all over the Midwest. You were on set in center field yesterday. How I was know. that? I've never even been out there. Really? No. I beat you to the center field set? Yeah. So I, full disclosure, had never seen it in person. I've been out right. to center field plaza, which is amazing if you haven't been out there somehow. But, and I'm walking I come around through left field, the left field corner. I'm walking along, walking along, and I'm looking for TV set lights, and I just don't see the set. Mm -hmm. And it's right past kind of center field, right past it, though. I was just expecting that it would be right in center field, but I saw the big floodlights clipped up and walked right up. It's so cool because fans can be right behind them. Yeah, it's like college game day. Yeah, but I was talking to Nomar just said after the game, and you can tell that it's so hard for them to hear, especially yep. after a big win and the crowd is really rowdy. He was just saying it gets kind of challenging, and so it's funny to see them on TV and they're almost yelling. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it was just goofy, but uh, it was good. It was. It is I hard. Was, to, it is hard to find that set because you know we go out to center field all the time to do stuff. And you don't even realize there's a set right there. No, it's really nice though. And the producer was amazing and I was nervous, but then I settled in. I feel like though it was John and Nomar and Adrian. Yep. And initially I think it was just supposed to be John and Adrian. And then I was like, oh, am I kicking Nomar out of his chair? And he's like, no, we're just scooting them all over and you're joining them. But (laughs) it was a lot of fun. They were great. You had some difficulties though during the interview. My earpiece popped out. Yeah, that, but the show must go on. I didn't really even. <laughs> I did not skip a beat. I yeah. know. Well, thankfully, it was during it was during the pregame. Yeah, and so it wasn't with everyone wasn't rowdy, rowdy and yelling. Yeah. No, but there were some holding court fans out there asking for stickers and yeah. took some photos. And then I ran over to this is where it got challenging on the field for the in game. So what's on the in like house the jumbotron? Yeah, the jumbotron and like the broadcast on the TVs around the stadium. The feedback. Yeah. Is so difficult. Two second delay. Yeah. So I was doing the interview and you don't want to wait for the delay to stop. You want to answer when the host stops talking, but just your brain doesn't compute that. And she offered me an earplug right before we started. And I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll be fine. And then I think I'm sure there's a delay where she stops talking and then the delay stops and then I start talking, but it was, everyone said it was fine. So I don't know if anyone else ever wondered this, but I always was like, why are like these people singing the national anthem wearing like ears? They have their ears in. Yeah. Like you're singing the national anthem in a stadium. Like what, what the heck? And then once I realized like if, you know, after a game or in the postseason when we do an on-field interview and you try to talk in the microphone and Mm -hmm. there's that two-second delay, it's so hard because you talk and then two seconds later you finally hear what you're saying and then you feel like you're stumbling over your words. And I can't imagine now, like, 
trying to sing the national anthem and having a two second delay. And now I totally understand why people wear their ears so they can probably drown out yeah. that feedback. I have a hard time. I tune out sometimes during interviews just with nerves and I kind of space out. But so <laughs> for this one, I knew I needed to stay really focused on everything that she was saying. And so I could answer the question right after. And then also adding that layer of the delay. It yeah. was it was interesting, but it's it's weird. And then you did a fun in-game interview. We've just been on the circuit. We've been going. Do you and have the delay in the one in the dugout? No. Okay. No, but my headphones oh, cut out. Headphones. Too. My headphones like cut out too. And I was like, uh oh, I think I lost you guys. And I'm like, no, we still hear you. Yeah. And then, you just have to roll with it. When my earpiece popped out, it was fully just hanging out of my ear and I did not even flinch because yeah. I didn't want to draw attention to it. Wow. I just kept going like a true professional. So you look like the catchers when they have the little No, hose, I just like, kind when of they have turned the hose hanging by their ear. No, the I just kind pitches. of turned a little more towards the guys and Adrian and so you didn't see it. You know, when I've done the pregame stuff, they used to bring the desk like right next to the dugout. Yeah. And now obviously they have the set in center field. But I've always had like terrible luck with the earpieces. Like I've never felt like I can really like hear them that well. And, you know, when I, we went and got those headphones, those earbuds, and they have to like scan your ear, they told me that I have super, super narrow, like. No, that's why I think these popped out. That's so, and you have narrow. I know. What are they called? Uh, Ear Ear canal? I don't know. Our canal. Our ear canals are very, very shallow, which (laughs) is not normal. Very sad. I already have bad hearing. And that's probably why we don't have good luck with the little earpieces. Yeah. I'm always uncomfortable wearing earbuds and all that. I actually, my favorite are just the very classic old school, either airline headphones with the little sponge because they're tiny or the Apple. Yeah, but with think, the cords, not wireless. No, I won't do wireless. Yeah. As long as I can. I just think I've seen people run the marathon and their their AirPods, AirBuds. Die. AirBud, isn't that a golden retriever? Yeah, uh, that is a golden retriever. They Good movie. died while, not AirBud, but, oh, I'm sure AirBud has passed at this point, but their AirPods died during the marathon, yep. even though they last forever and ever and ever, and then... They were just stuck with no music for the last two hours of the marathon. Just the sound of your feet in the pavement. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot going on and they have bands and people cheer. I leave one out normally because I like to be able to hear who I'm running with and I like to be able to hear uh, the sights and the sounds and all of that. But that's my fear. I did forget my, if you remember, I forgot my headphones for the half marathon last year. Oh, I remember that. And it was not, I didn't, my time was even worse. I just think you, it, impact of music while you're running can't underestimate it i think the impact of music on everything in general yeah like it just makes everything better right it's such a mood booster no matter what it is and i don't know i i think about like us we've been on this run right and i've posted a couple times but like mookie brought in his turntables in the clubhouse and we literally are like we're not any good at it, but we're like DJing like live music before the game. And it just is like every time like Bic or Mook or I mess around on it, like, like we switch to a new song. DJ, like you can see guys. Is it Bill Pickford? Bill Fickford <laughs> instead of Phil Bickford. Yeah. <laughs> What's your DJ name? I don't know. DJ Red Turn. Oh, tables. Red Turntables. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. DJ Turntables. DJ Turntables. Yeah. Okay, we'll think know. about that. But it's just, it's it's uh, it's a good feeling when you put a song on and you see a couple guys like look up at you and like, yeah, like this is a banger. Oh, totally. And I think that like just team chemistry in general is that X factor. It's full blown too. Like they dim the lights. We have a neon. Oh, I've seen the video. It's great. I mean, I'm sure that's not even the full deal, but I've seen the little post that you've done. Yeah. Do you think Severe just laughs at you guys thinking that you're good or he loves it because you have an interest in it? No, I think he loves it. We actually had Severe come down in the clubhouse one day and he DJed for about 45 minutes before a game and everyone was like, oh my God, that's a real DJ. (laughs) Like this is so sick. It's an actual DJ. I can't believe we have a DJ in here. And it was, it was, it was really cool. We got to have him back down here. Oh, totally. Yeah. He loved it too. So that was great. 
Yeah. Well, let's turn back the clock to some of our adventures on in the Midwest, my favorite place. Oh, yeah. Your 30th stadium. So I, well, before we get there, I actually Dang. went to another stadium. I know you're very I'm excited not reading to talk the about it. There's no script. We're just naturals. Uh, my So we had our all-star bingo game. And one of the prizes was a trip to the Field of Dreams game. And it was, and then baseballism, gift card, all of that. My good friend bought a table at Bingo and won it and asked me to go with. And obviously I said yes. And it actually worked out perfect because you guys were going to be playing in Kansas City the next day. And so I said, absolutely, I will go. And I'm so glad I went. We flew into Chicago and then did a road trip. Fully got pulled over in Iowa. Hmm. Uh, but it was fine because I just, you know. You didn't get pulled over. Well, yeah. You were in the passenger Mike seat. Mike got pulled over. And he, I think the key is to admit that you were speeding. But he was like, yeah, the speed change. And I just, I, if you saw, I tried to slow down. But then I saw you put your lights on. <laughs> like, <laughs> damn it. Uh, drove fully through cornfields for hours. And it was, they did such a good job. And I know a lot of people are not upset, but just kind of, they've changed it a lot and updated it a lot. And yep. so I think they don't want it to get too... Hollywood or two done up, but my experience was amazing. You fully get there. You, it's like, you're going to the state fair. You're parking in a cornfield and you walk through the cornfields to come into the game, which is amazing. And it's so intimate. I think there's 8,000 seats right now. Yep. So you feel like you're at, I mean, it felt like the crowd at Rancho pretty much. It was like that setup of the stands and, just so cool. And they did such a good job with Griffey, the father, son catch before the game. And mm-hmm. they did a really cool piece to honor Vin, which got everyone pretty emotional, uh, just hearing his voice there and everything just felt really cool. I don't know how to explain it, but it was just this magical feeling. And you knew that everyone there was just a diehard baseball fan. And People were from all over and even just walking. We stayed in Dubuque, not Dubuque, which is what Mike thought it was called. What did you call it the other day? I think I said the same. Something <laughs> like, that, like Dubuque. 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 So we stayed in Dubuque and just walking around the town. And I went to, Mike had to work in the morning, but I went to this little diner for breakfast. And just everyone in this diner was in there. It was a lot of Cubs fans, which makes sense because the yeah. close commute, but and they're in the game, but just chatting with everyone, hearing their stories and everyone, you know, this was part of a lot of people's quest to see all the ballparks. And I don't know, it just, I think you go to a lot of games and it's people are there for different reasons, but I think pretty much everyone in that stadium was just, a like it was for the love of the game. They just wanted to be there to watch baseball and it was cool. I think it would be cool if you ever played in that game. It was just it's wacky. I wanted a corn shot. What do you, what would you call it? I guess a home run into the corn, into the corn. Yeah. There were no corn shots, a corn shot. <laughs> it just, the game was, it started off very exciting yeah, the and then inning. it just kind of was very steady and there was a little kind of tease of excitement at the end and then all that. So it wasn't, I the, think dra- last it wasn't the drama filled game that last year. brought. Yeah. I think Tim Anderson yeah. had a walk off last yeah. year for the Sox. And there was a bunch of homers. And yeah. So it was a little different, but Weather was great. Food was great. Just, I don't know. Something about wearing overalls and drinking a beer out of a John Deere koozie that was a giveaway (laughs) as you walk into the park. It was, it was heavenly. No pun for the movie intended, but it was, it was really cool. And the baseballism store there is literally in a red barn and it was packed out the door, which I'm so excited for them because they're incredible. I ran into some of their guys the night before at Paul's Tavern, which you can get a $3 burger out of a broilator, which is, they say they have the last one remaining in the country. One of the best burgers I've ever had. I think we had, I don't know, two beers. We got two burgers. We got hats. We got popcorn. And I think we went to get our tab and it was $31 or something, which I was like, (laughs) God, I love the Midwest. This is so great. But just such a good time and that it's cool 
for that town too to get a lot of visitors. Yeah. I think that's going to become quite the destination for baseball fans. I know already there's so many tournaments there, um, like travel ball and everything. And I think I I know they mention that there's no plans for a game for next year. I don't know how like accurate that is. I think they just probably haven't sorted it out yet because I know because Frank Thomas is in the ownership. Yeah, I think they're doing his a lot foundation, of, right? Yes, the what is it? The Dreamfield, the the big dreams. dream, the big dreams, the big dreams foundation. Yeah, which is actually oddly enough aligns pretty much spot on with our foundation's mission, yeah, helping children in hospitals and veterans, which. Yeah. I was like, okay, favorite player growing up has very similar foundation. I saw him from afar. I didn't, we didn't get into our beef or anything. I <laughs> talked to his son a little bit who, hi Sterling. I know you're listening to the podcast, but. What's up Sterling? <laughs> we'll know if he truly listens after this. Come back. But I don't know. Would you want to play in that game? Yeah. So I have two things. Um, one, I think there should be like four or five games a year, like spread out. So you're getting eight to 10 different teams in there to play. I think that would be amazing. The field of big dreams. Sorry, oh, I don't want to say dreams. it incorrectly. Yeah. His foundation is the field of big dreams. So there should be four or five games a year there because you're giving multiple teams a chance to go play. You're giving multiple fans, more than just 8,000 fans, a chance to go and see the game, right? Um, which I think would be really cool. And I'd love to play in something like that. I think it's it's special. Also, the Little League World Series game, like that's another cool one that I know. would be awesome to go do that just happened the other night. I think it was the Red Sox and... Orioles? Did I make that up? Orioles, yeah. Red Sox and Orioles. So um, that'd be a cool one. And then my other one, uh, my second thing, I have a question. What was the level of concern? Because I would... We were concerned. We were watching this. We were on the bus in Kansas City going from the airport yeah. to the hotel. The fireworks show in center oh, field. I had a full, I, I didn't like, know if anyone oh else was Oh my God, they're going to burn down all the corn. hundred oh, percent. I was, I was very concerned. Like how did they pull that off? I don't, I don't know. But when it started, I pulled my phone out obviously because I had to get the footage for my reels that I posted. But I literally turned to Mike and said, this is a terrible idea. This what is, if, yeah. Where do we go? Because we were surrounded by corn. I know. And I mean, there was actually a corn sponsor. It was like the official corn kernel of the game, which I didn't, I've never did seen that before. Did they have any cornhole there? They did have cornhole. You could have a catch. They had gloves and balls in little baskets kind of in the, yeah. the cleared out area of the field in front of the Field of Dreams house. And before and after the game, you just saw people have a catch in front, which was cool. They also had some guys dressed up in the old like socks yeah. and and stuff, right? Yeah. yeah, it was. They did a they did a really really good job. It and the was, house is still there. House was there. I joked that Kevin Costner was in there, and he was like, "What's all that racket out there?" But uh, <laughs> he was not in there. And the actual field <laughs> is still there. Yeah, the, from the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the baseballism thing was, everything was just, I don't know. It just felt, it was just this kind of like buzz when you were there and it was exciting, but I will say from the player side though, the games are great. And obviously for fans and growing the game and branching out to different spaces, but the travel is so brutal. I think the guys flew in that day and then they flew out yeah. that night and yeah. it's similar. Like when we went to Australia, incredible experience. And I know it's one of the best memories of your first series with the Dodgers, but that was so hard on you guys too. So mm -hmm. it's, it's not for nothing to like mention that, but it's, yeah. Uh, some things when you do stuff like that, it's, it's worth, it. worth yeah. a little bit of, of but I just, cash, I know I talking to some of the Reds wives, they just said, we just, we got here today and we're already on a flight out of here and they play tomorrow. I think it was so, but so, it's fine. They'll survive, but it's just those little to make those things happen. I think, I don't know. You can't ever make excuses if they have a bad game the next day or something, but no. there's a lot that goes into the travel games that are exciting to watch for fans. For sure. So I'm just thinking about the movie, the Field of Dreams movie. I know you are because it's above your uh, toilet. So every time you... The poster. Kevin Costner signed Field of Dreams poster. When you're taking a whiz in, my office. in your office. Yeah. You just me get, and, do me you and ever, Kevin, eye to eye. Do you look at it? <laughs> I think you yeah, have to. You have to. It's like okay. right there. And then... Um, 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 Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer's right to the right. Yeah, the artwork yeah. that he made you. Yeah. You're just dialed in. Dialed in in there. Okay. You got your Top Gun and your Field of Dreams. So I'm thinking of the line in the movie when 
they're in the like the PTA meeting in yeah. the gym and the lady yells like your husband plowed down half your cornfield to build a baseball field, right? <laughs> now they plowed down more than half because there's lot. two baseball fields. Yeah. <laughs> right? So th- that's just, that's funny to me that they built another baseball field. And, and I think they're going to be expanding. I think it's just going to grow, I think. Well, I guess, and I think you maybe already said this, it's a huge destination for like uh, youth tournaments. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be like a... That's what a lot of people responded and said, oh, I'm going there for my son's yeah, tournament that's really cool. and stuff. Yeah. I think it's cool. And again, you know, I, I'm old school. I like things to stay classic. Nostalgic. So I think they're doing a really good job with it and yeah. keeping it that way. There is, I mean, they brought in the seats. So I don't think like the stands aren't there normally. Like Major League Baseball brought in oh, the stands. So, so I think temporary. there's an opportunity for them to expand and obviously have more seating and still not compromise yeah. the experience because it was all open down the lines yeah but i think you i don't know like home run seats in the corn would be great but then you want to you be able to have a corn, corn shot yeah so i think it's like a fine line of yeah. maximizing the amount of people that can come and enjoy the game yeah. but keeping it that intimate feeling because that's what makes it really cool obviously but yeah 10 out of 10 recommend it recommend the burger at paul's tavern go to dotty's get the blt I think my lunch was $6. I just, <laughs> I truly love the Midwest. It was great. And everyone was just so happy and uh, excited to have people there. I think it's yeah. good for those small towns to get that little boost. Good for business. No, totally. And then it was off to uh, Kansas City. To get your 30. I was nervous. I didn't want, I thought about, I actually didn't go to the game the first night. I know. I was nervous to check it off. What if I would have like gotten hurt or no, something? No, 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 stop. I, it's already happened. I played there. I know, but like, I don't even like saying that okay. stuff. No, I was nervous. I just thought I've been chasing it for so long. And then you, I feel like it's like you have this goal in mind. And then you wonder if what it feels like when you get there is going to be a greater feeling than the feeling you have chasing it. And was it? I don't know. I feel like I wish I would have done. I don't know. So the, the girls that were there, we all met before the game and did a shot of Malibu because I don't know why. It just sounded right. We were all going to do tequila. And then one of the gals said, I won't do tequila. It makes me crazy. <laughs> I won't okay. say who it was. But... I said, okay, well, there's Malibu. Like, that seems like a shot you would do. You if- want a shot of sunscreen? And we all did a shot of Malibu, and it was really good. Yeah, I know. And then you guys won, and I feel like we should have probably, I think you guys then lost game. A third game. Three. Yeah, we should have met for the shot of Malibu again. The game was miserable, though. Was yeah, like that was so not hot. fun. It was not good. But I don't know. It was cool walking in the stadium, scanning the ticket, and... It's the city of fountains. There was a nice fountain and it was so hot though. I've never been, there was one game in Detroit where I was so hot. I was literally hiding in the bathroom from the sun, but that first game that I went to, so the second game, I couldn't even eat. I was covered in sweat. I felt nauseous. And so it just wasn't, I wish I could have walked around more and enjoyed it. I don't know. Were you guys super hot on the field? Uh, yeah, it was hot and humid and sticky. Um, but it wasn't, nothing was as bad as the day game. And I actually didn't play the day game and I was, yeah. so just sitting in the dugout, <clears> it was like, felt like you were like in an oven, but I know, um, one thing about that stadium, I think people, it's easy to forget how old it is. It's one of the older stadiums in baseball. Um, I think you you get distracted by the waterfalls and the lights and stuff and the giant jumbotron in center field and, and think it's a newer park, but it is one of the older ones. So, um, I don't know. We don't get to walk around the concourse. We talked about this before. How was, how was it? How was, how was your last stadium? How was the amenities? How was the concourse? How was the facilities? Was it, did it feel old? Did it feel modern? Did it feel how, how it felt older for sure. Uh, it was, I mean, I love the fountain in center field. I love the big, Royals jumbotron. I love the like nostalgia of the stadium. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how it was going to feel. I don't know. I'm not a big 
expressive, emotional person, but it was definitely a point of reflecting and just that sense of gratitude of your career and allowing me to go to all 30 stadiums. And I think there was one little shithead that did comment and said, oh, not a flex when you can, when you get free tickets and you fly with the guys. And I actually said, well, A, we don't get free tickets, but thank you. And B, we don't really fly with the guys. Like there is a rare exception where there's a family trip or playoffs. But if they want to see my airline receipts and my miles I've accumulated. And even so, even if I was allowed to fly with you, like, get off my nuts. I'm allowed to be excited that I went to all 30 stadiums. (laughs) And it's more, I think it's more like, obviously I'm the one traveling with you, but I think it like, for me, it was more about celebrating you and being able to be there and support you at all 30 stadiums. And it was not just going to the stadiums. I didn't count ones unless I saw you have an at bat in the stadium. Yeah. So like for me to be able to see that was the cool part. And what got me excited. So that guy can suck it. But for the so most part. This just goes to support our conversations about <laughs> social media. How the one negative comment always oh, the hundred I responded. Ones. I yeah. said, well, we don't get Court free tickets. Fell in the trap. We don't get free tickets. I don't always get to travel with him. And you seem so kind, sir. Nice to meet you. <laughs> no, but it was cool seeing the comments of people saying how far they were yeah, and how many stadiums yeah. they had to go and how they want to do it. Some people do it in a summer. Yeah, that's wild. I've seen some people, it's their retirement goal and they do an RV and they kind of go all the way around and it is it takes crazy commitment. So I commend you. And yes, it's a little easier for me. Obviously, I'm staying in a hotel with you and costs are way different. And I know that that's a crazy financial commitment to do it, but it's really cool. And I think it's just... I don't know. I just love baseball so much. And I, it's funny people say, oh, well, what's your favorite stadium now? I don't have an answer for that. Yeah. I have answers for different things. I like different cities. I like food at different stadiums. I like some of the stadiums. I mean, the staff across the board is always incredible, but some stadiums just go above and beyond mm-hmm. for the families. I always say the Cubs are amazing. Milwaukee, the staff is just incredible oh, with yeah. us. Like they'll say like, by the way, I'm what was the really name? do Roy? love you guys. Right. Ray is the best and it's yeah so it's it's so much of the experience and the overall and I don't know I just I love it I think I could do a blog post and just break down every single stadium and what I love about every single stadium yeah I mean and it's again I've said it before it's weird because it's a completely different like experience and vantage point for you yeah right like uh we did a podcast earlier and we were talking about San Francisco and how like aesthetically like it is a beautiful park, right? Like when you're sitting in the stands and you can, you know, see the water and the bridge and the Coca-Cola sign, but for the players on the field and in the dugout, like you don't see the water, you don't see that freezing. part of it and it's freezing cold. <laughs> and so fans like, hate you. <laughs> it's a completely different, like, and it shifts too, right? Yeah, so. it shifts. I would say going to Cubs games was vastly different before they won a World Series. Yeah, and then I think, and, and I won't like generalize an entire fan base, but there it does change the experience. Or mm-hmm. if there's a team that, I mean, the Cubs used to be like the lovable losers. We're just happy to be here. We love yeah. baseball, and then they're they got that kind of like the chip on the shoulder when they won. Yeah. And so when we were there for the playoffs in 2017, it was just a different experience. And then I will say like the Giants, like it used to be kind of the like respect the rivalry. And then this season after how the playoffs were last year, it just shifted. Same with like Braves. It's a little, it's more like those little kind of like playoff rivalries spring up and it just, it gets different. It's funny, like Padres that in the beginning of the year last year when they were, you know, they have the high hopes and all of this. And then it just kind of shifts to like, okay, let's just have fun. You know, when, when it started to kind of fade away well, for them. 20, so it's just different. Even in 2020 when they clinched the playoff berth and the street in San Diego yeah. was packed full of fans like going nuts. And but then, then we win the World Series and they're like, oh, nice fake World Series. And it's like, oh, really? You guys like shut down your entire city into a party for making the The playoffs. 2020 <laughs> World Series, everyone wanted it. And yeah. if anyone else won it, it would have been the end all for them. And I think I always get into it with this. Everyone had 
the same shot. And I think with the exception of what was maybe like the wild card, the Marlins getting in the playoffs. Yeah, but the Marlins played good too. I know, but I'm saying if you want to look at like who made the playoffs and who made that stretch, it was the same as if you guys played in a full season. I think it ended up being pretty much the same teams that you expected to see in the playoffs. And there were so many more hurdles and obstacles and protocol and difficulty and just the stress of getting that season off the ground and the extra round in the playoffs and the bubble and the just don't even get me started on defending why 2020 was a million times harder than other seasons. I think that no matter what happened, whatever teams didn't win the world series in 2020, their fan bases were going to call it not real. And it's easy to say you yeah. don't care about it when yeah. you didn't get it. No matter oh, what I, happens. Oh, I didn't want no that matter, anyways. No matter what happened. I mean, I'm sure if we wouldn't have come back from down three games and one against the Braves, like I'm sure there would have been Dodger fans that said, oh, it's a fake championship. I still right? would have wanted it though. But, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Anyways, I, I could, know. I could go off on a tangent on that, but yeah, Kansas city was cool. I loved walking around. There was some cool spots and I had to try barbecue because obviously the big thing is Kansas City barbecue. And I actually called an Uber my last day, and I was heading to, I think it's Arthur. Do you remember what it's called? I don't remember where you went. Arthur something barbecue. And it was the spot where everyone says, if you're going there, um, Arthur Bryant's. So like when presidents go to town, um, go into town, that's where they go, and it's just kind of this old school place. Well, my Uber driver pulls up, to Arthur's and she said wait you're going here she's like no 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 you don't want to go there it's like I get okay I thought I wanted to go there so she takes me to Jack Stack's barbecue which was more upscale I'm kind of sad that I didn't go to Arthur Bryan's I think I want to go back and definitely try it um but I try I followed her recommendation because I was just held hostage by my Uber driver and got my burnt ends and my wings, which was kind of hard to eat with my broken thumb, but uh, it was good. I checked the box and then it was off to Milwaukee. So it was, and I love what you did with the Jersey, the 30 stadiums Jersey, borrowing Dave's Dave's Jersey and putting the duct tape over it. I laughed that you put Turner at first and showed it to me. And I said, Oh, I actually, I think that should say stadiums. And you did such a good job filling in the letters. I'm glad you were, I think you were, Oh no, you weren't off that day. You played that day. Yeah. So you had to put in a lot of work. You were DH. Alex was laughing at me. Torres, our clubhouse manager. He was like, Oh man, actually that looks pretty good. And then I came back. Oh, excuse me. I came back. I mean, in. <laughs> it's one per episode. That was a hiccup. Okay. I came back in and I took it off and he's like, what's going on? And I was like, she doesn't want Turner. She wants stadiums. Well, it didn't make <laughs> sense started, to have Turner 30. He just started laughing. He's like, oh man. So then I retaped it, rewrote the stadiums out and yeah, we we're good to go. Well, I think most people do like they, or they've seen people order that Jersey or it'll say stadium chaser 30 Yeah, yeah. and they wear it and they go to all the stadiums and they get the photo of them with their back to the camera in the stadium. I have a photo of you in every stadium on the Jumbotron and I need to like compile all of it because I always get one when you're up to bat. But and I have that thing that your friends got me, the scratch Scratcher. off. I need yeah. to scratch off my final. It's like a lottery ticket yeah, of every stadium. And I'm ready to scratch off my final one. And then if someone asked if there's new stadiums, if I have to get them. And I think the rule is up until you lock in your 30th stadium, I think if there's any new ones, you have to get the new one. Do you agree? Yes, I agree. Yeah. Cause like obviously Turner field in Atlanta, truest park. I had to get the new one. If it changes now I'm locked in. Obviously I'll, if I have the chance, I'll go to a new park, but I think now that I'm locked in, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say that I would say that you're done. So say the A's, I mean, they're not going to move to Vegas next year, but they moved to Vegas. Like, I don't think that that unlocks it and you have to get another one. I think you completed your active 30 because there's always going to be new stadiums and you can have, you can't like keep chasing. Obviously it'd be great to go and and check it off anyway. But um, I think the other thing that's going to happen next year, maybe um, the Rays might be splitting between Tampa and, Montreal or, or something like that. I don't know. Like, so 
does that mean you're going to have to go to Montreal? Like, no, I, you, you checked off your 30, you're done. Yeah. I think it was cool. I posted in the baseball wives Facebook group and just kind of asked wives who have been to all 30 and even like Rick Ankiel's wife was like, Oh no, I still have like seven more to go. I didn't get it. And just thinking like he obviously had a long career and talking to other people. I think Mookie's wife is actually getting 30 at the Met stadium, which yeah. is crazy because yeah. she's, I mean, I think she just turned 28, but I think having American league with Boston and then yeah. coming over to LA, that was the difference. I had to wait I mean, the last time you guys played in Kansas City was in 2014. Yep. And I was working and I didn't go and never did I think. I mean, then you have to wait six years and you guys were scheduled to play them in 2020. And then the schedule shifted from COVID and then yep. the, they didn't just shift it to 2021. It got back on like a different cycle. And then but next that's all year. changing next year, yeah. Yeah, but even then I like saw a preview of the schedule. And I think it actually came out today maybe. But uh, I don't think you, you play every team, but I don't know. I don't think you necessarily go to every stadium. No, so the It'll American, every league, other the American of, right? league teams. Yeah. It's either an away series or a home series. And then the national league teams, you go, you play both home and away. So, but yeah. it's cool that you play every team now. I think that it makes it a little bit more fair across the board that everyone has to play every team versus yeah. like the NL West being paired up with right now, the NL East while, you know, another division is paired up with like a weaker division. I feel like that's an advantage, especially with the way that the format is for the playoffs that, you know, the two highest seeded division winners are the only two that get to buy. The third division winner has to play in the wild card. Yeah. So for one or two teams to have get to play weaker interleague schedules and the third division has to play the more difficult interleague schedule isn't really fair because now that they have to be possibly in a wild card game because of it. Yeah. That makes sense. Going back to some of the wives, uh, on here, it was Will Middlebrooks, right? Yep. So his wife said she's been to all 30, but hers was a blend of working because she's a reporter, Jenny and watching him play. And then, uh, yeah, like I said, um, Nick Punto's wife, said she didn't get to it um brandon crawford's wife said she just hit 32 out of 32 in minnesota i think they just did giants play in minnesota yet oh no they're playing i think they're playing them this weekend i'm not sure so she's getting her last one which is cool um scott hairston jerry's brother said she had three left and she was like oh i wish i took a photo at everyone um (laughs) And I don't know. It's just cool to see. I was just curious. I'm just wondering how many baseball wives have done it. Uh, Brian Dozier's wife said she had two left uh, and they both played them the week that she gave birth. And she was like, I am so mad. I didn't get Pittsburgh and Arizona. Oh no. I know. Those (laughs) damn kids. I know. (laughs) It was just cool. And I think it's funny. A lot of the girls were like, oh my gosh, you have to celebrate this. That's so crazy. Uh, So it's nice to know that they understand. Well, everyone obviously everyone's I mean I don't think I deserve a street named in my honor I'm just I think it's cool everyone's keeping track yeah totally you're not the only one yeah it's important to more people yeah and as if my Midwest journey couldn't get any better we went to Milwaukee which is one of my favorite cities to go to I think it's such a cool spot especially in the summer do you like going to Milwaukee a lot better in the summer than in the beginning of the season when it's freezing yeah well we went up to um wisconsin around christmas too yeah we went to tenudos and we went to kenosha kenosha tenudos home home of gavin lux yeah milwaukee's so cool there's so many breweries we actually this first time i've ever done a river cruise Mm -hmm. so my mom and sister were there and my cousins and we did one and it was just you guys did a whole oh we came we saw we milwaukee the river cruise was cool. There's just so much that you don't know. And it's such, it's the city along the river and the businesses and learning about that is just, cause they still have the drawbridges and everything around the downtown area. And just learning about that was, was so cool. And just being in the river cruise, like the boats have the right of way cause they were there first. And so they have this control to open up the drawbridge and come through. And I don't know, it was really neat. It was, the weather was perfect. And 
along the river. The river walk is really nice. You can kind of walk along there. You can actually land at some of the breweries along the way, some of the shopping. I've never walked the anywhere in there really other than going to breakfast and um, where we're at. I, we actually changed our hotel location. I'm not going to say where we're at now, but we're further away from downtown. So I know um, that was it, the one thing yeah. that's harder is having to kind of bop around over there. Back at the old haunted Fister, you know, you just walk out of the hotel and, and walk around and you're right downtown and you're, you're in it, but you're right by pot bellies too. My right favorite by, place. Yes. Pot bellies. We did have pot bellies in Kansas city. We did. Yeah. yeah. It was good. Always. Uh, there's some cool, I don't know. I feel like I always look up different things to do in the city. There was this hidden swing park kind of mm. under the overpass or one of the like under the, I don't know what you call it in the Midwest. Anymore. Overpass. Yeah. Overpass the freeway <laughs> and just a million swings and tire swings and all that. And someone had pulled up and put on their speakers in their car. So it was quite the destination. And then right above that is a bridge where you can walk to Lakefront Brewery, which is kind of one of the like, it's a the local one, but it's really cool. And you can do a tour there and they were actually gearing up for a trivia night, but they have food there. And it's, I think it's, they have one big screen. So I imagine they play the Packers games and, and all that during yeah. football season, but it's funny you went there because my Uber driver the one day was like, you got to go to Lakefront Brewery. Yeah, like, I went that's there the place. pretty much every time we've been there just to, I don't know, grab a gluten-free beer. And I've never been. It's really cool. And then the probably one of the coolest things, which sounds, I think when I was telling people that I did this, everyone thought I was joking that I was really excited, but it actually opened in 2019, opened later in 2019. And then when we went there last year, it was closed still for social distancing, COVID or limited hours or whatever. The Bobblehead Hall of Fame, which is, it's actually right by another brewery. I think it's called the Baseball Bat Brewery or something like that, right by there. But so cool. I think it was $5 to get in or something like that. But you walk in and it is just, I just assumed it would just be, sports bobbleheads and mostly Milwaukee, they have every bobblehead you could think of. You think of, I don't know, freaking anyone. Like they had Chef Dan Marino. They had <laughs> they had Pat Sajak. They had Count Chocula. They had freaking Dr. Fauci. They had every, like, honestly, Joe Exotic, everything like, and they're done in these sections. So they have basketball, football, hockey, baseball, TV, movies. They had all the Game of Thrones, like the baseball player Game of Thrones, and then all the championship bobbleheads. So mm -hmm. for the Dodgers World Series, they had basically the lineup from the game holding the trophy bobbleheads. And then I found, I think, six of your bobbleheads, which I think is insane. Yeah, they even had the um, Rancho. They had the Rancho Santa Justin bobblehead. Yeah. And your diving play bobblehead, two of your championship bobbleheads, one of your batting ones. They had um, the uh, hiccups. Yeah, the clown, hiccups. The clown the was Dodger, there, yeah. big Dodgers fan that goes to skid row and serves food to people and he Works goes into CHLA. yeah goes into yeah. children's hospital and does you know little balloon animals and fun little things Magic. to entertain kids yeah they actually said that they would accept the courtney turner bobblehead into yeah, the bobblehead hall of fame they said they will there i asked her kind of how do they decide that a bobblehead can go there. And they said, at this point, we're taking every bobblehead, even duplicates. And they said at some point they're going to have to, I mean, they're going to have to expand. Right. They had thousands, but they said at this point, we're just taking everything. And I said, do you get a lot of donations from like FOCO, that company that does mm -hmm. all the special edition? And they said a lot of people will get them at games and send them to us and then they'll order them and kind of donate it. So it's yeah. these two guys that started it. But it is so cool. And we were only there for, I think we spent maybe an hour in there. I could have spent two hours in there. And there's a little scavenger hunt that they can give you. Oh, of, nice. Okay, find a bobblehead. There's one where it's find a bobblehead with, it starts with every letter of the alphabet. And then there's another one of go to this section. And there's a, a Waldo. 
and I found, found Waldo, Waldo yeah. which I was very excited about. And they said he moved, so I won't be giving anything away when I post where he was. Uh, we actually did our own scavenger hunt before we even got there. And this shows you that we thought it would be very sports, but my sister and her boyfriend and I, we all gave each other different people to find. And my sister, being a Simpsons fan, said Steve Sachs, which he somehow was the only bobblehead that I, we could not find in there. And the lady said they that had no... crazy. I know. No Steve Sachs. There was, I mean, there was like... 10 Steve Garvey's and all yeah. the like oral hurt, you know, and it, I was very shocked. So we need to find a Steve Sachs bobblehead and, and donate it, it yeah. to the hall of fame. Well, I'll text Steve and, and see if he has any. And, and my to sister had to find Bob Euchre. Oh, that was easy in Milwaukee. And she didn't know like who that was. Ten of them. And then it became the running joke of the trip because she didn't know who Bob Euchre was. But then she saw his stuff everywhere. Yeah. There were shirts at the stadium. Oh, there yeah. were, He's one there of the most famous 20, people in Milwaukee, I know. And I like now that she down. knew and I played his voice for her, yeah. she had heard him in movies. Yeah. And I think, oh, is yeah. he not the voice in Major League or something yes. like that? He's yeah. a broadcaster. Yeah. So then she, it was kind of, okay. And then I gave, I think I gave Steve Mike Piazza. And that yeah. was easy. Yeah. But I, I didn't, I was like, what team are you going to find him on? Exactly. So that was the tricky one. And they were kind of organized by teams. There was all the White Sox ones. A lot of Frank Thomas in there, uh, Dennis Rodman, Jordan, like all the Bulls era. A lot of Milwaukee sports, but they do a really good job of it not being overly Milwaukee at all. Yeah. And a lot of college stuff. Just so cool. I think you would have loved it. And yeah. I think next time you have to go and pop in there. And I think, yeah, I, I saw, I want to say six of your bobbleheads, which is, I don't know, just finding one. I was excited. And then when I found more than one, I just couldn't believe it. I just think it'd be so fun to like organize that, like start from scratch and like organize them and set them up. Like you, I didn't go obviously, but you showed me a little video and the way they have it set up is, is pretty cool. It almost looks like a library for would books you, and there's like sections and names and alphabetical and. Would you sleep there? Yeah. I'm not scared of no bobblehead. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding me? I think they're going to all jump down what and attack me. What if one just winked at you though? That'd be sick. Maybe we have a conversation. <laughs> it's like the Indian in like the cupboard. Babe Ruth, you know, like, hey. Oh, yeah. What's up, pal? Want to have a beer? Oh, my God. Do you think Babe would throw one back with you? Hell, yeah. I think that would be the, like, the night at the museum or the Indian in the cupboard, the bobblehead museum. Yeah, that'd be a good movie. I don't know. It's just funny, the people that thought it was really kind of dumb that we went there and then the people that thought it would be really cool don't knock it until you go try it truly it was cool there's i think the hard thing is i said or is it hard for kids to come in here because you can't touch anything and the man the museum curator i don't know what her actual title was said you know it's the adults that yeah, want to really? touch everything they said kids are used to being told not don't to touch do that. Keep your yeah. hands to yourself yeah. and respect. Because I thought, oh my gosh, a kid coming in here and just being like, oh my God, my favorite toy and yeah. picking it up kind of Toy Story style. And oh yeah, Toy Story. They come alive too. So yeah. like that kind of ask. But she said it's the adults. Probably come from the brewery and just want to pick yeah, up everything. Yeah, a couple beers. And, yeah. Couple beers and there's some and really old ones in there and collectors. So I would be very Well, nervous. and it's a bobblehead. And when they're sitting on the shelf, the heads aren't bobbling. So I'm sure people, people just want to like hit the, the brim of the hat. I will say there was a Pat Sajak and Vanna White bobblehead with a wheel. And I, please don't tell anyone, but I just wanted to know for my own soul. If the wheel spun? That the wheel spun. So I just touched it and gave it a little, and it, do, it does spin. I didn't wow. do the full spin, but You're, I just... I You're wanted, I, w I know, please don't, You're please. Banned for life. I'm giving away so much business to get people to go there. You're never allowed All seven back. listeners, but I just needed to Courtney, know. Courtney, Elizabeth, Stop Turner, it. Social Security. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I just needed to know. I needed to know. I didn't, I did it with the best of intentions. That was all I did. Please oh, don't man. tell anyone. <laughs> Okay. I ain't going to tell nobody else. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. All right. Well, that wrapped up our trip. There's something fun happening in baseball though that I know you want to touch on. Yeah. I think uh, watching has been really cool. Albert Pujols chasing down not only Alex Rodriguez as the leading Dominican home run hitter. Um, Albert's four away from tying him, but also chasing down 700 and 
every day before the game when we're down in the cage at Dodger Stadium, uh, if the Cardinals are playing, we have the game on. And I know the other day he hit the homer uh, for 692 maybe or 693. Which yeah. one was it? I don't know, it, and they won one nothing. But the the everyone in the cage was like jumping up and down and going crazy when he hit the homer. So uh, it's been fun to watch, and I hope he gets it. And I hope he, uh, I hope he hits seven hundred. That that'll be pretty awesome. And for him to be doing what he's doing at his age is spectacular. Um, I think his numbers this year against lefties are higher than his career numbers, which is saying a whole lot. I mean, he's he's feeling it. He's going for it. I'm pulling for him. All our guys are pulling for him. And Seven in twelve days. Yeah, he's been he's been going you off. You think you, he's in the lineup every day from here on out, or you I, think it's strictly lefties? Well, I mean, they're Not still strictly in a, lefties. They're but. still in a division race. I think they're four or five games up on the Brewers right now. Yeah. Um. So I don't think it's like, let's make Albert hit get his 700 over winning the division and i don't think but Albert i think wants there that is either. something we talk about chemistry and vibe and i think when that that's true because the whole team's pulling for him on every yeah at-bat, and so there's you just feel that energy yeah, yeah i don't know or he has to come back for the beginning of next season just <laughs> it'll be like the bernie mac i don't know i don't the think bernie mac movie i don't know he's he's really good friends with jose viscaino um like really really good friends and they talk all the time so we're trying to get the inside scoop. Like, hey, if you are on six ninety nine, are you, you going to come back, back and just to. try to hit one more? Like, you got to sign doing? him to like a one month contract or something yeah. and let him let him do it. But no, let's let's root for him to do it this year. Yeah, it'll be fun, fun yeah. to see, fun to watch. I love it. Well, friendly reminder to sign up for our five k that's coming up on September fourth. You can go to turnertrot.com to get all the details. If you are not in LA or you're busy on that day. Uh, and you want to just run it on your own, there is a virtual option, which means you register and then we mail you your shirt, your medal, goodies after the fact so you can still participate. And then if you are signed up, you have the option to fundraise and there's lots of cool prize packages up there for our top three fundraisers, as well as I think if you hit $1,500 in fundraising, you get to pick um, a signed bat or a signed jersey. Lots of good stuff. Good stuff. So make sure you check it out. And that's going to do it for today's episode. So another reminder to rate and review the podcast. We always love seeing those and getting your feedback, positive and negative. If it's negative, just message me. Don't leave a bad review, please. (laughs) Positive vibes. (laughs) Yes. Well, that's going to do it. And we will talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening. See ya. Bye. Boom. Bum 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 b